0: Pretending to have sex in the cantina is what I did.
1: Hello, and welcome, everybody, to the Geekscape
2: Games podcast. Oh this is level twenty-two.
3: We gotta do it One. again. We gotta do it again. <laughs> we haven't been here for two weeks. You can't. You can't start with that. See what a week does
1: no. to us. <laughs> No, we're just going to We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. <laughs> this is level 22, the one without the audio issues. Oh, that's Knock not on wood. That's already not true. <laughs> 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 um, I am the returning king of kings, the lord and savior of the Geekscape Games podcast, Shane O'Hare. Uh, we've been away for an extra week. Um, I had a very personal emergency, and I was nowhere near the right emotional state to record the show.
3: And clearly we can't do it without him.
1: You cannot. But my friend here, Derek Krannevelt, is always in the right emotional state to record. Except they're not called states in Canada, they're called provinces. So, bonjour, Derek.
3: Uh, hello to you as well. <laughs> I don't um, speak French, so I just—I I have no idea what you just said, actually. So
1: In the pre-show, uh, I was writing my intro, and I asked the group, hey, how do you say bonjour in French? Or, fuck. <laughs> no. How do you say hello in French? And they're like, bonjour, you dumbass. <laughs>
0: Beauty and the Beast had a whole song about it
1: um well josh jackson here is in a constant state of frozen and wwe intro themes with his spotify playlist
0: yeah speaking of if you get to be the king of kings i get to be the black widow
1: (laughs) all right all right i'll go with that um and finally we have my one and only juan carlos the man who was once recording live from a fishbowl you're no longer in the fishbowl how did that transition work for you juan
2: no. uh breathing fucking oxygen through water <laughs> is, uh <laughs> seem to be kind of challenging <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm glad to be among the air breeders yep. here
1: yeah um so all the audio issues hopefully are gone um on my intro I don't think
3: I got an intro did I get
1: an intro Yeah bonjour, Derek oh
3: right okay just <laughs> checking you always you often leave me out so I just want to make sure
2: you're the first one mentioned
3: <laughs> rightly so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right let's get into it um the first topic on the list and this number is probably vastly out of date now but the new newly released cities skyline sold over a quarter of a million copies in one fucking day now um have you guys uh, heard or been privy to what's going on with cities skylines at all
3: I, I just kinda heard about it I think when the launch trailer came out and it looks so freaking good. Especially after the piece of shit that was Sim City. Like it's mm-hmm. well and I've I've kinda read a bit up on it since and it's basically like it was greenlit after Sim City had a bunch of troubles and Sin City? Uh, did I say Sim City? Yeah.
1: Uh
3: after Sim City had its like launch troubles and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's basically a Sim City clone, except it does everything way better than Sim City could ever could have. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm. I haven't had an opportunity to pick it up yet. Um, but it looks fantastic, and I can't. I, I like. I was really excited for Sim City, and never ended up playing it because of all the issues it had. But, um, this looks really, really great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, uh, what it is is a city management game, very much like Sim City. Um, it was made by a company that their previous games were like, you you ran like a public transit company and you like set like bus routes and stuff so they're they have like a that sounds amazing they have they have a pretty (laughs) like big public works um like subset of the game where you can set bus routes and like you know that stuff so they pretty much just ported their game over but like 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 uh derek said it's it was like the proper uh successor to sim city um you're not limited to like the 15 literal 15 square blocks you are in sim city 5 you can have like all this stuff you can set districts it's just a super like Good game. It's made by like five dudes, and it's only thirty bucks on Steam, and um, it it sold quarter of a million copies overnight. And like the the um, the number has to be way inflated now because it, it's been all over Reddit. Like everybody who's reviewed it has said amazing things. Um, the devs are on Reddit because someone's like people are talking about some weird gameplay things about how like if say like somebody dies in like a building um, the the hearse has to um, get get to the, the apartment building to get the body out, but if the body isn't retrieved in long enough t- or quick enough time because of traffic, uh, because th- they said that that's the biggest complaint is that traffic can be kind of fucking crazy. Um, that the the building gets condemned, and then you have like this domino effect of like buildings getting condemned around it, um, and then you have to have more police. To like because the condemned buildings turn into high crime areas, um, and you have to have more police in the area, which means there's more traffic on the road. So it's just like this never ending like domino effect. But the devs have said they they're listening to everybody's concerns and are going to fix it. Which I love small like indie devs like that because they really want to you know make an outstanding product. Um, did anybody play the last Sim City game, or does anybody have any interest in these city building games at all?
0: Personally, for me, no, but I'm listening to you and just wondering when EA is going to buy this off of them so that they can put it on a shelf and make sure it never comes out again. And shut the studio down? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're owned by Paradox. Let me do some uh, Googling. Uh, I think they're owned by Paradox, which is a pretty, like, pretty, what do you call it? Yeah, Paradox Interactive. Yeah, What else do they fucking make? Huh. Anyway, Juan, do you, do you like uh, these city building games at all? Hello? Oh my god.
2: Wait, wait shh, shh, shh. Hello. Sorry.
1: On,
2: <laughs> no, no. My wife just came home. And so I'm like signing to her there's like we just started and she's like you just started. And she's like oh my god, I I came at 7:30 cuz I thought you'd be done by now we can hang out. <laughs> so she got a doesn't, bur-
3: doesn't she know how Geekscape games works? <laughs> we have when we time. say we're starting at 6, it means we're starting at 8.
2: <laughs> and, and then uh, she she uh, she was uh, nice enough to bring Jamba Juice, and then she that uh, we have a burger truck outside, so she brought a burger. So she opens the door, and she whispers, you have to try this. <laughs> <laughs> so she has, So I look at my hot wife with a burger in her hand. I'm like, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this shit.
1: Fuck games. You you left right when I like, turned and said, Juan, what do you think?
0: I just thought you fell asleep because we were talking about city building games.
2: Yeah, no, I'm all about city building games.
1: So yeah, so um, have you are you like this city skylines game has sold a quarter of a million copies overnight? In case you weren't listening, I um, did hear that.
2: Okay, um, have
1: you have you have any interest in these games at
2: all? Uh, you know what? Um, I do. I'm finding myself getting more into these uh mobile games and 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 these uh you know build it yourself and just you have to like nurture like a bonsai tree type thing. You have to like kind of check in once a day to see what's going on. I haven't. Caught on to this yet? But just to hear of a game selling that many copies in that short amount of time is uh, pretty astounding.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible, and I'm I'm really excited to see what comes from it. Um, I think I think there's a good group of guys working on it, and it's I mean, it's just word of mouth. I mean, they have like no fucking advertising budget, and it's just people on the internet saying like fucking pick this game up because it's good.
2: So they totally went Beyonce Knowles with her you know strategy, just put it out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of like a, what a uh, Drake's last record. He just released it. and Was like, oh yeah, my my record's out. Now yeah, we're get, we're getting really off track. We're talking about Drake now. <laughs> <laughs> <Polk and the> <laughs> games.
2: It was only a matter of time. Let's be honest. Drake was going to come up sooner or later. <laughs> I'm surprised it took well, as many um, episodes as it did. I I'm just shocked that it didn't come from Derek's mouth because he is Canadian.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't even know who Drake is. Actually. <laughs> what? He's like he's what? the wheelchair kid from Degrassi. Uh, I never watched a Dude, so. they
2: film it in your country.
3: <laughs> they film everything in my country. Come on. <laughs> That's true.
1: I can't even. Well, Uncharted 4 has been delayed. Um, <laughs> it, uh,
2: it got Speaking pushed of back. shocking news.
1: <laughs> it got pushed back to uh, 2016. Um, the response from uh, the people over at Night Dog were, hey, we want to make a good game. Uh, we're not going to be able to get it out by this year. Um, and yeah, so deal with it. I'm quite happy with it because uh this is going to be my first uncharted cuz i've switched to the uh the playstation 4 not quite master race but you know um pretty pretty damn near there race um i still i'm still a console peasant but you know not as bad as those xbox losers uh sorry <laughs> one uh, but uh i'm i'm really hyped for it i i i'm glad that they decided to make the decision to push it out um and take more time on it cuz we should all know from last year So many games got pushed out way too Mm -hmm. early. Unity. Unity. Watch Dogs.
3: (sighs) Actually, Watch Dogs, (laughs) it being pushed out early was not its
1: issue. (laughs) It's just a bad (laughs) game. It's just a bad Uh, game.
3: I feel like uh, I'm all for delays um, because obviously we get a better product in the end. How about you just stop fucking putting release dates on shit that you're not going to make? Thank you. Like, it's literally, like, almost every big game that was supposed to release this year, and I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but a multitude of the big games that were supposed to come out is like, oh, yeah, we're not actually releasing it this year or whatever. Like, half the games we played this year were games that were promised for last year. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And so yes yeah, stop I I know it makes you know it's it's good marketing to have a release date but like because then people can start pre-ordering it and then people can expect when they're going to be able to play it but like when every big console game this generation has to get pushed at some point or come out buggy as shit like just wait just don't tell us anything until you have a better idea.
0: Yep, that's
1: why they need just, to, that, the, that's why I've always Game it. devs need to follow Drake Drake's uh <laughs> Drake's way of releasing <laughs> stuff is like, "Oh hey, our game's out today."
0: And that's one thing I've liked about what Nintendo does lately where they don't announce yep. something until it's like three months away.
1: Is that is that really like like been their like MO lately? Yeah,
2: for the last two or Nintendo three,
0: Yeah, for the last two or three years, for the most part, the only ones that have had a huge amount of fanfare like ahead of time are like uh are like Smash Brothers, really. But even like Majora's Mask, it got announced what, in like November? And then in January they were like, Oh yeah. by the way, it's coming out next month.
1: Really? Yeah. I guess I I just don't pay attention to Nintendo enough. But yeah, that's Oh, fuck! Nintendo is just doing all the right things. Cause, cause, all the right things. Yeah,
0: because Nintendo used to get a lot of shit for de- when they delayed Twilight Princess a bunch of times. So I think after yeah. that they were kind of like, "Oh, let's just not say anything until it's about to come out."
1: Yeah, I remember when that was. I remember when that was a GameCube only game.
0: Yeah, it got pushed back so far. It was ended up on the Wii.
1: Right. <laughs> and and that I think that that probably crippled the game.
0: Uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good, except for the fishing part in the beginning. I think everyone I've talked to about it got stuck for hours when you're trying to catch the fish for the cat in the tutorial village in the beginning. Yep. Really? I don't really remember that. Yeah, I think almost everyone I know got stuck at that. I actually stopped playing the game for like three years because I couldn't catch the fish. <laughs> in the tutorial? Yeah. I mean, they don't tell wow. you how to do it. They're just like, oh, I need to get this cat off the roof. And then you're just supposed oh, to yeah. go fishing and lure it down. But
1: it was it was horrible.
2: The darkness is spread across the land, but first feed this pet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i am um, um i remember um it when then the Wii released that game um to get completely off topic there was um they they made link right-handed yeah uh, for the Wii the wiimote yeah, and they were
3: it was was it it wasn't just link right it wasn't the entire yeah, the, world the whole the world, world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: everything got married yeah and like i was talking to some jabroni at a GameStop um when i was picking up um,
3: you're not the th- why do you always everyone's a jabroni you're not the rock you have at the oh, rock, Shane.
1: Hey, you need to smell what I'm cooking, and that's a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I was.
3: He <laughs> really sh- you shut me up.
1: <laughs> I was I was at GameStop, and I was um, I saw that they had two different versions of the player's manual because I got that that big like gold bound copy of the Twilight Princess like uh uh player's guide, and I was uh, quietly informed quietly quietly um I was properly informed by a a GameStop Gary behind the counter that uh, the worlds were were mirrored, and I thought that was a very clever and uh, easy uh, uh, fix, because uh, God knows there's no reason to have a left-handed game. Right? Right, Derek? Aren't you left-handed? Nope. Oh, good. (laughs) I thought you were. Uh, I am not. Aren't all Canadians (laughs) left-handed?
3: That is actually a common misconception, but uh, no. It's actually only about 85%.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, Derek, speaking of Canadians, what is your uh, uh, most uh, hyped news piece from this last week? I wouldn't exactly.
3: I wouldn't exactly say hype because hype is more of a positive thing. Uh, yesterday was an interesting morning. Uh, you know, I woke up uh, as I often do, and
1: uh, <laughs> I do it at least once a day. <laughs> I, uh,
3: y- you know, emails start coming in as they all always do, and one of them was a press release from. Uh, my contact at Nintendo of Canada and it states that, you Bonjourno. know, it, 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 yes, it, it was in French. I had to translate it actually. Uh, no, it wasn't. But so <laughs> gold, the gold Mario Amiibo, which is launching in the United States tomorrow. Uh, so why aren't you guys in line? But uh, anyways, it's launching in the States tomorrow. No, n- no confirmation for Canada whatsoever. Walmart wouldn't talk about it. Uh, Nintendo wouldn't talk about it. There's literally nothing. Basically, I and... Most of the other, like, amiibo, uh, hunters in my homeland, uh, decided, you know, basically were under the impression that it just wasn't coming here because it was literally supposed to be three days from that time and, and not a word of, not a word of communication yet. So I get a press release in and it's basically say, it's a Mario Party 10 press release actually, but there's just a little tag at the end that's basically like, in addition, uh, we're happy to announce that the Gold Mario Amiibo will be hitting retailers across Canada, so not Walmart exclusive um but it's hitting on april 10th for uh 15.99 and i was like awesome like and then they instantly popped up on amazon.ca and i got one so i was really stoked on that but one thing i noticed obviously uh well amiibos are much less expensive where you are but the standard price for the amiibos here are, is 13.99 which i think only toys r us charges in the states yeah that's right but yeah. uh I'm like that's weird that this one's 15.99 especially seeing as it's the same price in the states. And so I was like I wonder you know a lot of stuff has been getting more expensive in Canada lately. Video games um were among the first about a you know almost a year ago and uh ba- you know basically because our dollar is not in a really good position right now. Um but so I emailed my contact with Nintendo. I was like, "Hey, I was just uh you know I noticed that this I mean dollars 15.99 is that is that like because there's a special figure or what's the deal with that and they basically sent me back um the kind of official word from Nintendo of Canada they said after careful review Nintendo of Canada will increase the suggested retail price of the Amiibo Toy to Life product line begin- beginning on April 1st 2015 uh the MSRP will increase from 13.99 to 15.99 for all Amiibo launched after April 1st this price increases a direct response to the current and future projected exchange rates between Canadian and US dollars uh read retailers are free to set their own prices um of course i'd imagine they're all going to set it at 15.99 but um i don't know it just sucks but it's you know it's totally it's it's actually uh because i actually posted that to reddit and stuff it actually got a bunch of traffic but it was people were basically like well if i convert that 15.99 canadian to us we're still actually paying less than you based on what our actual money's worth so that was pretty interesting but yeah it was you know it was exciting to see you know because i was like i have all of the amiibos at this point and um, you know it was going to be like oh I'm actually going to have to turn to eBay and pay a $100 for this figure because it's literally not going to come to my country so it was nice to get that um, it was nice to get that email and to, and to get it out there a lot of people are really excited about it and April 10th is just shaping up to be an incredible day so you know we've got the gold Mario amiibo releasing uh, we've got um, Daredevil is hitting Netflix on that day oh I'm so excited for that I so know for I that. know uh alex garland's uh ex machina film which looks absolutely incredible is going wide that day so i'll finally be able to check that out plus you guys probably don't care but i do the apple watch is going on pre that day so i can't wait to pick one of those up and the new macbook comes out that day so it's going to be an excellent but expensive day for me uh yeah. yeah
1: yeah and yeah no it's great i mean no go, go, ahead, no, go ahead i was gonna say like like um you're you're really worried about uh, not getting those amiibos. Um, I, there's the only like, <laughs> besides you and Drake; those are the only two Canadians that I know of. Um, I mean, I mean, if they weren't to bring ami- amiibos to Canada, would anybody really care? Yeah,
0: I was surprised that Nintendo went through all that trouble to write a <laughs> press release just for you. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody else in Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Brock Lesnar probably clicks amiibos. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whoever that is. Eat. Sleep.
0: Collect. Repeat. Eat. Sleep. Line up outside of Toys R Us. Repeat. He probably
3: probably (laughs) pays someone to line up. Come on.
2: No, he he doesn't step out of his car because he gives Paul (laughs) Heyman walks into Walmart. He says, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman and I am the advocate for the biggest amiibo collector, the Beast (laughs) (laughs) Garden. (laughs) <laughs> and and he, he just goes up to Oh my god, he would go up to uh, all the scalpers <laughs> He's Just like, My client has co- <laughs> Let it be known to me That any man or woman Lay child Who doesn't give Brock Lesnar what he wants Will not leave the store alive <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that what it's like in Canada? You just can gotta avoid Brock Lesnar where
3: uh, That was pretty accurate
1: <laughs> Drake. He
3: is everywhere, pretty much
1: Drake's probably just crying into I his Tim I think that's Hortons what they're going to do in that golden is Just
2: have it be a ladder match where there's a gold amiibo at the top And whoever gets to it first wins Or a, <laughs> or, or a cup of Tim Hortons <laughs> uh, Alright, uh,
1: speaking of Tim Hortons uh, Josh, what is the, your news from this week that you're most excited about?
0: Um, um, part of it was t- were two news stories that came out today First is that Conker's oh. Bad Fur Day is getting a sequel, kind of. In the f- what? What? In the form of Wait. Conker's Big Reunion, which is gonna be Whoa. DLC
2: Whoa. for Project what? Spark. Pro- what? Yep. You okay, guys read right. that? you
3: guys didn't read that?
1: No, 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 I didn't hear about this. Let's breaking let's news breaking the
3: story. Yeah, just just came out.
2: Okay, I'm just making the breaking news sound effect.
1: Does anybody remember hard copy?
2: No. I do. Okay, all right, keep going.
0: But but yeah, basically, um, following up on that E three teaser that they came out with last year during the Project Spark presentation, they're coming out with uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, basically episodic stages where it's gonna take it's gonna actually have a story where it takes ten takes place ten years after Conquer's Bad Fur Day ended, and each episode is going to detail Conquer getting back in touch with different cast members through the story mode from the original. Now they have. Oh, wow. Oh, go ahead. No, I just said, oh, Oh, wow. So, um, basically, since Project Spark is still essentially a world building game, um, each episode or the Conquer episodes are going to come with between 100 to 200 different assets. So you can make your own Conquer themed stages, which will include, you know, pieces of the environment, characters, and music from what they were saying in the, um, initial news piece that I went over. And in addition, they're planning on just really expanding it to the point where it kind of comes off as a sequel, but it's not its own game at the same time. And they haven't mentioned pricing or re- or anything yet as far as, you know, how many episodes are going to be or how much we can expect to pay. But the community seems pretty split because most people want their own actual conquer game, but at the same time, this is a lot better than what we've been getting. I want a full game. So, I mean, what do you guys think about it?
1: Um, I, I, th- no, I, I yeah, no, original, I, I agree with one of that.
2: I, I um, loved go it. Go ahead, I'll and let you step in. I know we've been teased with uh, remakes or at least cameos in the past, but to see it be confirmed that we are going to get, even though it's a DLC and it's just going to be an add on to an existing game, it's better than nothing. But hopefully, the reception for this, and maybe they're doing this on purpose to see if there is a an audience big enough that will want to see another Conquer game like get its own full fledged title. And hopefully not announce an announce a twenty nineteen release date, rather than all right. Well, we're gonna go work on it, and when it's done, we'll give you about three months to prepare. But yeah, but uh, yeah, but I I'm I'm really excited, and <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> damn it, is this a PS four thing or a Xbox One thing?
1: Uh, Xbox One for Project Spark.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm, d- I'm I'm in.
1: Do you know what project Do you know what Project Spark is? No. Okay, so um, th- this is this is kind of like what what I want to talk about. I think it's a uh, Project Spark is kind of like a Minecraft ish game where you just have a world and you can build stuff. And it was, it was when it was first marketed, it was like a a game where you can make your own games and you had your assets and uh, it was kind of like a, like a, the RPG maker. Uh, Oh, but it had, yeah, but it has really super advanced um, geography editing and, and all that stuff. Um, And, but what I think is really cool that they can release quote unquote games for the project spark. Um, engine, and then you can just tear the tear the games apart. It's like getting Lego sets. Mm. You can get your Star Wars Lego sets, um, and then have your Star Wars Lego sets play with your Indiana Jones Lego sets, and I think that's amazing. Right. Yeah. But where I, oh, I was going to
0: say, it reminds me a lot of Disney Infinity in that sense.
2: Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, but where where I think we're gonna have a problem is that Conquer has always been a hard M M rated game. It's always been a hard hard M game. I remember. There was always, well, I mean, it's, that was one time. Well, I mean, it's, they've, (laughs) Uh, when it came out in the 64, they, they had to put like that disclaimer, like, Hey, this is not a kid's game. You see that M over there. This means this game is not for kids. Like they put that disclaimer on the box and I think it might, the, the tone and the humor is going to be diluted by being put to the project spark, um, family, right? What do you? What do you I, mean, I mean, I would love to see a, a like a true sequel to Conquer, um, where it's you know that hard M, um, back because the humor was was really unique, especially for the time, and I think it's gonna get um, you know, just it's gonna get castrated a little bit being put into this uh, platform, right? And that
0: could be true. It depends on you know we won't know until it comes out, but the initial screenshots do have him like holding guns and stuff. So I mean, at least we know. At least we'll know that part of it will still be intact, if not all of it. But one thing that makes me a little bit hopeful that they're trying their best to keep it faithful to what we expect from Conquer is that they actually went out and got the original voice actor who voiced Conquer to come oh, back nice. to voice him in this one. But the thing that makes that especially peculiar is that the person who d- who voiced Conquer wasn't a professional voice actor. He was like a developer at Rare at the time. Oh, wow. So they
1: actually they actually <laughs> went out and
0: hired the same like developer who used to be with Rare to voice this character.
1: really? Right. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. Well, I I don't have a an Xbox One, um. So uh, I don't know. I I I'm thinking about going going the trifecta and getting all the <clears throat> all the consoles. And Project Spark has always been something I wanted to play with, but I think that at least the way I play with Minecraft is that like I get really bored really easily and like. I, I never liked Legos, so... <laughs>
2: oh, whoa, whoa, know, whoa, maybe. hey, hey. <laughs> it's fighting words. I think at this moment... No, I can't say that. You want to your Amiibos back? Yeah. What? I was about to say, that's un-American, but they don't even make Legos in America, so I, that, that's a <laughs> contradictory statement.
1: I mean, I had one set of Connects, but uh, that
2: was it. I had constructs. <laughs> that's my response.
1: Uh... And kids nowadays have Minecraft and Project Spark. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, um, uh, if that's going to be a game. Right. for me. But uh, we'll see. I, I I I hope that you know you're right that this is like testing the waters um, because I love the Conquer games, um, even the bad right. ones and uh, bad one that weird remake. So did you ever I would, play um, Conquer? I, I hope Tales? I hope it negative. was a
0: Game Boy Color game that came out at the same time as Bad Fur Day. And um, initially, Bad Fur Day was supposed to be like a kids' game, but for some reason. They kept the plot of the Game Boy Color game the same as the original plot of the first concept for the N64 version. So it's like you oh, had the the drunk, vulgar squirrel in the N64, and on the same day, they released a game where you had to collect his missing birthday presents on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So it was like a complete <laughs>
2: 180.
1: There's a, there's a really weird di- disparity between the themes right, on those two. Right, definitely. Hmm. But... All right. Uh, well, Juan, what's the news from uh, the last week that you uh, want to get to?
2: Uh, actually, uh, Josh, you had two, right?
0: Oh no, I was just gonna say how you guys were talking about how this might be a way to gauge interest in Conquer. That actually was making me think of the second story that I wanted to bring up really quick. That and it oh, yeah. just came out today, also. But their um, Microsoft is sending out surveys to see what the interest is on a Alan Wake remaster. No uh, way. With. Mm. In terms of that, I feel like even if a Alan Wake remaster does come out, as much as I like the game, I probably wouldn't buy it. But then if the remaster doesn't sell, they're going to take that as, oh, people don't have interest in a sequel. So it's like one of those things where mm. if you don't want to rebuy the same game, it might end up hurting its chances to get another one. And What do you guys think about that?
1: Uh, I, I am so completely ignorant on Alan Wake that I uh, cannot even comment in the slightest. I think it's a good move by Microsoft putting out this, this um, survey, but I think that it's only going to attract the fans that seek out the survey. Unless it's like you turn on your Xbox and it's like, hey, we got a survey for you. Take the survey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that their, um, their uh, like source, like their pool, their, uh, is going to be biased. Right. Um, I think it's going to be a biased group of people. Um, but yeah, I'm so ignorant it's, on Alan Wakefield. It's basically, Lu- it's basically
0: Luigi's Mansion with guns instead of a vacuum. <laughs> I mean, Derek, it sounded like you had uh, a reaction to it. Like, did you play it a lot?
3: Yeah, I loved I, I, I didn't play American, American Nightmare. Was that the DLC? Yeah, it was that
0: weird, like, downloadable game.
3: I, I didn't play that one, but I played the, the, the vanilla game. And I, I, well, I'm a big fan of survival horror titles, of course. And I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it, production values were really high. It was really like, it kind of felt like, you know, and it wasn't overly similar to Silent Hill, but it felt like scary, like Silent Hill Downpour could have been had it been done well in terms of the environments and everything like that. Uh, I really liked it. I would totally. Well, I got rid of my Xbox One, so I guess I wouldn't
1: play it. But um, uh, time to go to a blockbuster and rent one. Uh, we don't have those in my. We country. don't have them in our country either. <laughs> either do it. Not. <laughs>
3: chain the got them
1: yeah we got blockbusters in Redbox Alaska. is gonna start just oh, vending Canada's,
3: Canada's getting rid of Canada's getting rid of Redbox really? too yeah I, I would just walked by with one the other day in the mall that I work at and uh it, it said like the last day for rentals is like in a couple of weeks and then they're taking out the kiosk or the vending huh. machine <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I hiccuped. I, you know, I'm just choking up. I just love Redbox so <laughs> much. I was just going
0: to say, hopefully someday soon we'll be able to vend Xbox Ones out of the Redbox machines for a, a dollar a dollar a day.
1: <laughs> and then they're just going to have cardboard shells that are going to be put back in the machines like they do with those like Xerox of disc- copies of the discs. If you
0: don't rent a game on, the, on release date from Redbox, then you're never going to get it from Redbox. Because then That's it's just having the photocopies it, come back after that.
3: So I don't understand why that happens because then like can't they track that? Like, doesn't the first person that rents it after it's been turned into a, a, you know, a photocopy? Don't they just report it and then they're like, oh, this first person that rented it must have kept it and they like charge. Here's the thing:
0: what people usually do is that they'll use prepaid credit cards or or like those gift cards, those reloadable gift cards, so they're not traceable to anybody. Like as long as they have the Visa logo, they could rent stuff with it. And then mm. they just swap the discs makes, and they can't extract. So, that's crazy. And, How do they make money? And after all money? these years, Redbox still hasn't done anything to fix it. Except for giving me... What could they do aside from stop?
3: You know, stopping. I don't know. There
0: has to be some kind of way that they could do it. because
3: Like, there's no way you could have it not accept those cards. It's it? Not not
0: necessarily no, because cards, it, it, but maybe it, it, if they it, had a different way to read the discs when you return them. Or some kind of a check yeah, to make sure true. that it's not going to tear through with the slightest bit of pressure. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big thing about those cards is that, like, they act like credit cards. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. Well, we're, we're no longer a games podcast, we are an economics but, podcast. Actually,
0: <laughs> just to bring it back around to the topic real quick before we switch over, um, one thing that I always appreciated about Alan Wake is that it was a very narrative-driven game, but it never sacrificed your ability to play it just to be able to tell its story.
3: Yes, yeah, definitely. So I mean, it
0: was it was chock full I, of really creative gameplay, but it was still highly narrative driven, and but it never felt like the cutscenes or the story was overwhelming the game itself.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay, okay. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I, I had no, I could not like decipher what you said. <laughs> uh, so they don't have like ninety minute like milky solid four right. cutscenes.
0: I mean, like more and more games, like most recently the Order, which we were, we've talked about the last couple weeks, where it seems like their main focus was telling its story, and the gameplay was just an arbitrary thing that they had to add to call it a video game um whereas <laughs> um Alan Wake its its whole defining purpose was its story and the mysteries around it but it had you playing through most of those reveals and most of those um plot points to the point where the cutscenes were there were a lot of cutscenes in it but they weren't too long or overbearing and it never got in the way of you being able to play the game
1: no now was this the game that had the blink button
0: did i don't think so
1: I, I know don't that, know what you're talking about. That was Alone in the Dark. That was Alone in the Dark. That was Alone in the Dark. I know it had some of
0: the most shameless um, product placement that I've ever seen in a game. That
1: Yeah, for Verizon, yeah, right? Yeah, an achievement
0: where there were collectible televisions that you could turn on and they played fake TV shows and there was an achievement for you to turn on the specific TV right. that played a Verizon commercial. And like <laughs> and it wasn't just Verizon, <laughs> it was like his GPS zoomed in on his GPS which I don't even remember remember which brand but it zoomed in on his car when he parked it in the beginning of the game, like right on the Lincoln logo. It was like the game was that was like the one thing that was just really that was the only thing that I felt was really bad about the game. It was just so much product placement that it got kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the when he dropped his oh, that's right. He dropped uh, his phone in slow motion. And it was spinning and it just fo- zooms in right on the Verizon logo right before it hits the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. There's more product placement in that than there is in the NCAA March Madness coverage. <laughs> that's a joke for the pre-show. Uh, OK, uh wh- one, uh, what
2: do you got? Uh well, there's two the the one two of them, well one of them just hit me just a while back. The Star Wars is going to be well we have the Star Wars celebration coming in Anaheim, um, April 16th to the 19th with a which Geekscape. I can't help but feel like I'm lisping right really hard right now. Geekscape. Um, Geekscape.
1: Do I just do I just bring out the list? Yeah, um, Geekscape.
2: That uh, Geekscape is going to be there uh, for the for the celebration. And now I'm even more excited because not on top of uh, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, but Ian McDermott's going to fucking be there. Which I really. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Emperor. But on top of that, um, they're going to reveal the first gameplay footage of Star Wars Battlefront 3. Oh, so hype. I can't even. I can't even. Cont- I can't. I've lost the ability to can, to borrow a line from Shane O'Hare. So <laughs> uh, I have no idea, no details on what specific day they're going to. Uh, reveal this at what panel but you can bet your ass that i'm gonna be there and i'll record the reaction from the crowd as it's you know shown to the audience for the first time i i'm i doubt they'll have a playable demo if they do i can't imagine how the lines will be but (laughs) this will definitely be one of the games that will be at e3 um playable hopefully because they're saying it's going to come out later this year
1: yeah, the the Dice team ha, uh, has been not they've been working on this and uh, Mirror's Edge Two, mm-hmm. um, the last the most recent Battlefield Hardline uh, which just came out uh, was uh, Volition um, with a Dead Space a dead mm-hmm. the Dead Space people. So Dice has been full frontal balls to the wall Star Wars right now. So I it's I I think hopefully it'll make the release date. But if it needs to get pushed, EA and Dice, I know you're listening. It needs to get pushed. Just let it push. Just let it go. Uh, I let just, it go. Just don't
3: announce a release date. Yeah. Just don't announce one. You, just you and I both
2: on. know that they're going to re- release this game, Hell or High Water, this year because of the so movie. That, exactly. Exactly. The movie's out December. This game, I guarantee, will be out November.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. Fuck. All right. All right. Dice. Give. Put. Put. Uh. Mirror's Edge. Uh, on the shelf we need to get this game finished but I love okay. Mirror's, no, I'd Edge. Have Mirrors Edge yeah, well you know what It can wait I would yeah I'd rather have get Mirrors like, Edge you get like well, five
0: Star Wars it. games a year we could get, we could get Mirrors Edge first <laughs> a
3: month it's like 18 <laughs> Star Wars games every day yeah
1: but did, did you guys ever play any of the Battlefront yes. games oh yeah and yeah. They're, yeah. F- they're fantastic
0: yeah. but you know what was also fantastic Mirrors Edge touche
1: <laughs> touche okay. and we're
3: probably only gonna ever get one more Mirrors Edge and it's the this one so give us that one and then you can make 20 more Battlefronts
1: well they're working on the movie what? Yeah, Mirrors uh, Movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't
0: know they were coming out with a Battlefront movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Episode 8, Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> Episode 7.5, what were
2: the stormtroopers doing? <laughs> <laughs> playing <laughs> playing back bocce in ball in the <laughs> Death Star rec room.
0: Pretending to have sex in the cantina is what I did in Battlefront. <laughs>
1: Okay, reel us back. One, bring us back. What was your other story? Uh,
2: the other story uh, we haven't we haven't hit the Nintendo thing, have we? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. yeah. After all this talk, read, wait. The, the part the biggest story of the week. <laughs> we were like, so do you know Legos and Drake? And, oh. <laughs> 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 um, oh, and by the way, Nintendo. You know, our our listeners are like it's about damn time. Uh, yeah, Nintendo made an announcement earlier this week that they made uh, that they have a partnership karaoke with karaoke
1: game starring Drake, Drake Lego. Exactly it. <laughs> that uh, Puzzles sister, and Dragons
2: uh, that, uh, Puzzles and Drake. Why did <laughs> that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we've been gone for too long. This show is falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> Puzzles and
2: Drake. Make the box art. Somebody make the box art for that. <laughs> The goal I'm of the so game sorry. is to make <laughs> Derek aware whose Drake is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they made it. They he was in that
1: Sprite <laughs> commercial. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Fuck. One. Sorry. Go. Sorry.
2: Uh, they partnered with Dina, uh, Co, uh, one of the biggest mobile uh, video game companies in Japan, and uh, apparently that the they are not the first company to approach Nintendo with such an offer. Like uh, they've had approaches from other mobile game companies that went unnamed. That. Uh, said, hey, Nintendo, we can make games with your characters. We'd split the profits in this manner. Uh, We'd give you this much control. And Nintendo never went with anything. And and there was a quote. I guess they released the details today over why Nintendo chose. It said, uh, let's say, um, that Dina attacked Nintendo with passion. So they were (laughs) impressed by them. says that that Dina has a passion that impressed the company. You do
1: that. You do that. You do that over here in America, and you're going to jail.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you attack with a passion. There's there, we, there's plenty of shows in the morning that talk about people who've been attacked by passion and what happens afterwards. <laughs> they go to places where they, in turn, are attacked by passion and other things. <laughs> they level up. <laughs> I think
3: you killed Shane.
2: <laughs> that laugh is that the me. weirdest
3: sound I've ever heard. That's, that's... <laughs>
2: I think we hit him with the
0: Geekscape games where you get to hear sounds that Shane's never even heard. <laughs>
2: uh, they uh, so here's the, the the, tidbits of the deal. That each company's gonna have to rely on they're gonna rely on their own strengths. Nintendo will make the games and Dina will handle the back end. <laughs> boom boom. Nintendo is always adjusting. <laughs> which is why Speaking they made the 11, movie now. for mobile the move for to mobile games. Uh, and and, and uh, let's see. Dina says the mobile game business is only getting larger and larger. Uh, believes that partnering with Nintendo will make the industry even bigger. Duh. Uh, but uh, here's the interesting thing: there is no relationship between Dina and the rumored, or not the rumored, but the code name Nintendo NX, which is the next Nintendo um, hardware. The one that's supposed
1: to be rumored to be like a portable console. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so they, and the Nintendo's been really iffy of not defining They're saying that's the next platform, but they're not saying it's the next home console. They're just calling it the next platform. So, yeah, it's going to be something mobile. And that the c- accounts that you create with uh, Dina for these mobile games will connect to the Wii U and your 3DS. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it says Wii U, 3DS will all connect somehow through Nintendo's new membership program. So they're axing that loyalty program that you you would, you know, quote unquote, buy the game and take that code, that insert that came with it and trade it in for 50 coins and then use those coins to get products. Uh, they're phasing that out and they were saying they are going to replace it with something new. I'm sure at E3 that's going to be one of the big announcements of exactly what that program is going to – have and what it's going to take to earn... It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. And then we'll hear the announcement of Dina. We'll probably get announcements of the first new mobile games. I wouldn't be surprised that's what it is. Because this is the first E3 where we're not going to have any major console announcement or any other handheld announcement. It's all about games this year. Um, unless. I wonder how many remasters they can oh, fit on the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, uh it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how they... Um, Announce this! Uh, what partnerships, if any, they made with other phone companies? W- will this mean that Nintendo makes it a phone? Um, Interesting. You know, it, it, you know I'm pe-
1: still waiting for my 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 Wii Vitality sensor.
2: I, yeah, I said. Yeah, I think you and you're the only person who wants that. Um, I, we could have used <laughs> it a Put couple it minutes ago. See how. <laughs> 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 um, but this is something that a lot of people uh, never thought, I, myself included. I thought I'd never see the day this would happen. Never. And Iwata just did a 180 on this. You know, a couple of years ago, I think it was a 2011, 2012, he said, there's no way that we're going to get involved in the mobile games business. It's a different monster. Uh People only play those games for a little bit just to kill time. But you can't get the same kind of experience that you would go on a dedicated handheld device or a, a home console or a PC. And now I, I guess it's to the point where you can't ignore it. How many commercials for – uh clash of clans and anything that uh for like soda crush or candy crush do you see on tv i see more commercial any crush derek's favorite game i see more commercials for mobile games now than i do for dedicated uh, home console games like it's
1: yeah that's that's interesting and like when we get to the games we've been playing this last week one of them I've, I've been playing like every fucking day uh is a mobile game so
2: all right well that those are my two uh big what do you guys think about this news of nintendo finally at, entering the mobile games market I'm not too surprised about it, but on a slightly s-
0: separate note, when you were explaining how the deal's going to work where, you know, they're 50-50 and development and that kind of thing, and I know it's a completely different thing, but the first thing that pops into my head is l- that the last time this happened, we ended up with the PlayStation and Legend of Zelda Wand of Gamelon.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god. No. <laughs> oh no, you're right. Uh-oh. All right. Let's hope we don't have like Wanna Gamble on two on the fucking like Microsoft phone. Well, you know, well you that know that was
0: what? my favorite one. <laughs> I want, I want, I want to play those games on a mobile system only because I don't want to track down a CDI just to see how bad they are myself.
1: <laughs> are you? Do, uh, what was that? That game, of the Flowers of Robert Maplethorpe, where it's just like a
2: wait, what? Like, that's the title like one... of a game.
1: Yeah, no. Flowers of Robert. Maplethorpe. Flowers of Robert Maplethorpe.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's on the are CDI. You they made more. <laughs> that's sound... no, other fact, that... games for CDI. Yeah, that sounds like the yeah. album title for a fucking Owl City b- album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking brilliant! Releasing this uh, Tuesday, the Flowers of Robert Applethorpe by He's... Owl City.
2: <laughs>
1: god damn. Um, I think um um let's uh, we're we're running long, so um I um I have one more news thing we have to touch on, but I my opinion on this, I think it's amazing that they're finally making the jump. I I just hope they don't. I've I've two I have two wishes that they have a virtual console um uh ecosystem so we can play some of our virtual console games on there. Um, they've, uh, also- they've
3: already they've stated that it will be new experiences only.
1: New experience. Okay. All right. Well, yeah.
3: which I um, I am to I totally agree with new experiences only because these games are not made for like have you you know playing aside from the ones that you you know you can hook a fifty or sixty dollar controller up to your phone or whatever. But with um, the Moga. These these don't these games don't work on a touchscreen very well. Like, that's true. Like platformers on a touchscreen suck. Like there's no tactile feedback. No.
2: Okay. But well, I, I, I will say that the the Pokemon Shuffle game that they released, I think it was like two weeks ago.
1: It's solid. It's it's I love it. damn it's solid. So fun
2: and and something it's like so that fun. would translate extremely well on a, on a mobile phone.
1: Pokemon Snap. Let's have a fucking
3: Pokemon Snap too. What? What about like an augmented reality Pokemon Snap where you're actually like moving your phone around and like shit like that to like change the viewpoint? That would be be so. And then you
0: get arrested because they think
2: you're taking pictures (laughs) of the people around you.
3: Well, that's a game you just play at home. (laughs) On your (laughs) mobile device.
0: That's a game game you have to play in.
3: No, I'm not taking a
2: picture of your son. I'm taking a picture of Snivy. I was like, you motherfucker, get over
1: here. (laughs) What the fuck is a Snivy, you pervert? Is that
2: what you call it? It's a viper.
1: <laughs> My dick. Uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, does anyone have any other opinions on this? So we can uh, get to the the end.
2: Uh, I'm really excited, and I want something Zelda. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I think um, Zelda would Touches be treasure checker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Tetris treasure trackers, have you said?
2: Tetra.
0: Tetra.
1: Oh, Tetra. Fuck, that, dude. All right, that's a million-dollar game right there. All right, Nintendo, we know you're listening. Uh, Tetra treasure treasure... Um, on the uh, mobile. Do it. Make it. Josh Jackson approved. Um, Besides not uh, talking about the most important thing this week uh, at the top of the show, something that's been developing today that I'm surprised we took this long to get to is that uh kojima and konami might be splitting um splitting up up um i've only read a little bit of it there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of speculation going on um derek you've um been following the story today what wh- give us run run us through what's going on
3: um there's still there's not a lot of there's not a lot of solid anything at this point but um it like like today all of a sudden the konami website changed and uh all of the you know it was very very visibly before it was you know metal gear Solid 5 uh the phantom pain like a hideo kojima production or whatever now like all of that's disappeared from from all the art and all the box covers that are on konami's website um the kojima productions twitter account has now changed to a generic metal gear Solid 5 uh twitter account and um there's also like like if you go to Konami's site there's a release from today that sh- basically shows the uh executives from the company and Hideo Kojima was one of those executives but as of a- like this is effective april 1st he's not on there anymore uh so it's really you know i don't, it's really hard to s- figure out there's um apparently you know that an anonymous source has told outlets like gamespot that Kojima Productions and Konami has suffered a falling out Um, and uh, this is from GameStop a senior staff at the studio have apparently had their access to corporate communications (coughs) internet and telephone restricted Uh, limits have also been placed on how they will be allowed to promote the upcoming Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, the changes leave Kojima and other members of the studio effectively working as a contractor rather than Konami employees Uh, it's now expected that once Metal Gear Solid 5 is complete the studio will disband
1: I love Ellie Golding, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was saying the same thing, but
0: she's not <laughs> as good as Drake.
1: <laughs> she's not as good as Derek. Tell us about what's going on at Kojima. Well, and what does um, this
3: mean for what does this mean for things like you know? Because was Silent Hills not set to be a Hideo Kojima production and a, and um, like the the Kojima productions uh, developer, right? Like, were they not developing yeah. it? And so that's scary because that what? was, I almost more, you know, as much as I love Metal Gear Solid, like Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite franchises. I was way, more, like, I was more excited for Silent Hills than I was for Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, yeah, and, and so I the am... fact that, you know, and this is all the speculation, but if they disband, does that go to someone else and become something completely different than what it would have been with Del Toro and, and Kojima at the helm? That, uh, that,
1: that is, that is a very interesting, um, thing th- to mention because I just replayed PT. The other night with my girlfriend. Um, well, I just want to say she's a fucking machine. I was scared. I was scared and screaming, and she's just like, okay, "All right, all right, whatever." Oh, so, yeah,
3: did, what did you say your your girlfriend was playing it? Yeah, my, Michaela. Like I was like. I was like, "Hey, you're gonna." P- I think I've talked about this on the show. Actually, like, I was like, "You're gonna play," you know, "You're gonna play PT," and I like put the headset on her and everything, so it was like virtual surround sound and like right in her fucking ears. And she was just like, "What is this?" I thought you said this was scary, and I was just like, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but then I, we I,
3: watched like a shitty horror movie, and she was like peeing her pants, and I was like, "What the heck is wrong with you?"
1: Yeah, I guess it's just a it's, it's a gender thing. It's A gender thing. I guess the genders aren't equal. <gasps> uh oh, Gamergate she, two. She, <laughs> She's She's
3: lis- she's probably listening. So
0: well, be, be nice. I hope we're all ready for Homecoming too, then. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> uh,
1: what, what I thought about this was at—I instantly thought this is just a publicity thing because of the way that Kojima likes to do things. Like the the Phantom Pain came out, and it was there was no allusion to it being Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy. Fuck, Metal Gear Solid Five. And then people started digging and editing the logo and found out that there was the words Metal Gear Solid Five were on it. And it was, they they weren't touch, talking about it at all. And then the stunt, like the PT stunt where Kojima and Del Toro were just like thrown in out the end. It was this big like ruse. Um, and especially how like uh, Kojima likes to do his um, like fucking with the player in the in the games like we all remember Metal Gear Solid where it read your memory card and you had to put the controller into the second port so he he has this tendency to do these things um uh, it's everything on April 1st kind of like April Fool's but I don't know if that's really a Japanese thing um but uh I, I don't know I I'm like like you I'm worried about Silent Hills if 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 this if this was just a flash in the pan, like Silent Hill is like, oh, it's not happening now. Or if it happens and it's completely like neutered, uh, I'm worried because I love Kojima Productions. I love er- everything he's put out. Um, a-
3: absolutely, yeah. And it's uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I can believe that something like this would be just a another like let's fuck with everyone. But you know who knows?
1: Well, there's that there's that whole thing with David Hayter on Twitter and uh, Kiefer Sutherland. That um, there's uh, he he's like David Hayter is. Been extremely vocal about not being in Middle Gear Solid and not Snake and Kiefer Sutherland is, um, which seems extremely out of character for him. And everyone is speculating that this is just another like publicity stunt. He's going to be in the game or there's going to be something.
3: Yeah, um, and that 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 I totally believe that something like that could be a publicity stunt. But the fact that like Kojima's even been removed from the like executives area of Konami, like
1: it's got to be
0: something more
3: serious than that.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Juan and Josh, you guys got any take on this?
0: Um, not I don't feel too I mean it sucks of course he's brought out so many good games over the years I don't have a particularly strong opinion of it now because just personally speaking I haven't really enjoyed too many of the games that he's brought out in recent years but um, I am worried about PT especially or Silent Hills because yeah that, I mean it kind of just falls into limbo if they really are disbanding and they're the ones who are developing it and it seemed to be bringing a lot of good ideas. But at the same yeah. time, he's been saying over and over again for years that he wants to move on to different things and outside of Metal Gear. And it seems like that's kind of just what they want him to do.
3: Yeah, this and is I supposed mean, to be outside, the last one. Like, like, like outside be- of Metal Gear, totally. Yeah, like he's spent so much of his life on that, on that franchise. But uh, it's, just, it's just, it's like scary almost that it's like, you know, we got a taste of what Silent Hill could become in, you know, a decade after it became mediocre and not worth talking about. And then if something like that gets like taken away, that'll be so shitty.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What about you, one? Uh, you guys pretty much said everything I felt. I mean,
1: just... Yeah. We'll we'll um we'll we'll be covering the story like fucking crazy, and we'll we'll try to keep keep you guys up to date on our Twitter as more comes out because it's super vague right now. we, we yeah. It's just all speculation. Also, I
2: I don't I don't want to be doom and gloom just yet. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait to see what what comes out.
1: All right. Well, what's not Doom and Gloom is the games we've been playing this last week. And Juan, why don't you tell us what Speak you've been playing yourself. this last week?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. For him. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I, I've been playing, for the handheld, I've been playing a lot of uh, Monster Hunter and Pokemon Shuffle. I, I know it's very much like a Pokemon Troze, but there's I, I like the presentation. Troze, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I, I, I really like the presentation of Shuffle and... The they have they have the whole microtransaction in there, but it's you know it's pretty doable. It's like ninety nine cents to get five lives restocked. It's, you have to wait like twenty five minutes or thirty minutes to get a, a life back. So you you don't need to even do microtransactions. But I will admit, once you get to a certain level of Pokemon, like right now, but uh, the one hundredth and second Pokemon that I have to capture, and these levels get ridiculous. Like unless you have a power up, and they do give you. I think it's like 500 coins every day you log in. So you, if you just log in for a while, you can save up and buy a power up that'll let you have an advantage for the stage. But
1: so do would this game be a really good game on a mobile platform? Oh, or absolutely.
2: I mean, this would kill on a mobile platform. I mean, it's, it's doing well. It has like a bunch of downloads already for the 3DS uh, owners, but yeah. if this is, and it's
3: really, it's really addictive.
2: Yeah. I mean, Derek, you've been playing it too, right?
3: Yeah. It's really fun. And I, I don't, I feel. It feels so good on the 3DS. It like it, it, definitely feels made for a stylus, and I don't know if it would feel as good on like a like it would totally work on a, like a capacitive mobile display, but I don't know if it would feel as good without the stylus.
2: No, it's I I love the stylus. So, um, but yeah, and this but, game
1: is free too. It's like, free. Like,
2: it's free. It's a freemium game, and and I think that's what also helps. Like, and we should we saw this. They did this with um, they had like a steel diver. The, like typed game that was free to play they actually have that another was not game... good no it wasn't
1: I, I did not that was not good they
2: put out this Man, i like that game <laughs> they put out a
1: uh <laughs> but you don't like metal gear solid so get the fuck out
0: they put... no, i don't like metal gear solid 4 3 is one of my favorite games of all time
3: 3 3 is my favorite as well okay all right you've
2: redeemed they also released a halo type 3ds game um i, I forget moon chronicles moon, no, moon, no, not, not moon chronicles Hunters. not moon chronicles <laughs> <laughs> um moon hunters
1: <laughs> no 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 Sounds like a porno series Ironfall. fall
2: I- yeah oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah i remember that yeah we saw a video of it like uh, i think it was like last e3 or or in a nintendo direct and it came out it's a f- free to download you can play like the demo of it and it- it's okay i mean the graphics are really they look like something from an xbox you know the the character models are very stiff but the um you know that's free and if you wanted to buy the rest of the game you you can they sell you the levels you can buy the whole thing Which I think is smart. You just give people the game and say, hey, do you like it? Keep playing. Or you know, you could play a certain thing every day. But the Pokemon Shuffle by far is probably the most popular one right now in terms of the free-to-play games Nintendo have released in the last couple of months. So uh, other than that, I've been playing the shit out of Shadow of Mordor. Like that. Really? Oh, God. Like this whole past weekend. That's all I was doing. Or the past week, my wife was away at at a business trip in London. And then she went to Dubai.
1: Oh, wow. Fuck. Yeah.
2: So for – we'll, well,
1: get her on the show. Let's, let's hear about
2: that. <laughs> so, uh, she, uh, so she – so she with her gone, I'm like, all right. Well, what am I going to do to keep myself occupied? So I just threw on Shadow of Mordor. I – Watch a lot of Moon Hunters. <laughs> and I, I pretty much uh, – I got to the part where – and I got to – I uh, Josh, I got to that cinematic fight scene that you just do a couple buttons and it's over. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so then after that, this is oh now there's this new map that opened up. I'm like oh god damn it. So uh, and, oh wait but, no no oh that's not the no the one I was talking about is the very end of the game. Oh the very after end. The second so I map. just beat like the the hand the shadow the hand the black hand of Zaron or whatever. Uh, but right, right. Now I'm at the point where I'm playing the game. That's where and, and that's where I stopped. As soon as I got to the second area, I stopped playing. I uh, I, I couldn't help but think this is the way fucking Assassin's Creed should have felt. Like, this this is the best non, this is the best, they out Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. (laughs) You know, when, when Okami came out and they said that this out Zelda, Zelda's uh, Twilight Princess, you know, I, I feel like this is the same thing. Like Shadow of Mordor without even really trying just Outdid everything Ubisoft could have done with Assassin's Creed. The stealth kills, the fight, the the combat system is, oh my god, it's so fantastic. And uh, the enemies that they, they gradually change with difficulty, so you never feel like you're bored or doing the same thing. They, the game keeps up with you as you progress. So even though you get stronger, and even though you get these ridiculous power ups, where like you shoot an arrow but you teleport to that location. I mean, I love that. that no, that's that's, that's my favorite power up. Yeah, it's it, there are still enemies in this game where it's fucking challenging you know and and the fact that you're fighting orcs and there's like 20 of them on the screen at one time and there's no lag whatsoever and those assassination kills and those finishing moves and the mail like everything was everything that should have been an assassin's creed but it's not so now i can't even i don't even want to touch unity because it's gonna be a a joke compared to what i've been playing for the last two weeks
1: yeah i have to agree like um i'm like this weekend I was just kinda like really like cause I last weekend I had I had family emergencies so I was just kinda like really upset and just kinda floating around the house and I, I didn't want to like hop on the computer. I just wanted to like lay down on the couch and play a game and I didn't feel like playing Destiny or, or anything and I was I had Unity in my hand and I almost almost opened it up and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just play Diablo instead.
2: <laughs> well that was a wise move. There should even in the, your lowest of lows, Unity should see no time inside your gaming console.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, Josh, what have you been playing?
0: Um, aside from Xenoblade, which I said last time, I'm probably going to be playing until the rest of forever. Um, <laughs> I spent <laughs> I spent most of my time playing Resident Evil Revelations 2 over the weekend. I was able to find an early copy at a Toys R Us who doesn't give a crap about street dates. Love it. And, Love it. And it was... I don't know what to think about it because there are definitely some really strong parts in terms of some of the creative things they do with the co-op. Where, for example, this when you play as Barry... His partner is this little girl who can see the monster.
1: Isn't it his his daughter?
0: No, his daughter's with Claire, and then Barry's with this new character. Because basically, the plot, like each episode, because it's broken up in four episodes. If you downloaded it, if you downloaded it, but now (laughs) the disc version, (laughs) but now that now the disc version was all four episodes in one. But half of each episode is Claire, and then half of the second half of each episode is Barry six months after Claire's story where he's trying oh, to find her, basically. So
1: okay.
0: there's some really interesting things that the game does, like um if you kill enemies with Claire but you don't like destroy the enemies' remains, they'll become hazards when you play as Barry in the same spots.
1: Oh, that's um, that's that's a good gimmick. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. Um the the girl that's Barry's partner, she can see monsters through walls and that kind of stuff so she can uh warn barry ahead of time and probably the coolest thing in the whole game is that there's this one invisible enemy but the girl the little girl can see its aura so you kind of have to, if you're playing two players at least the second player has to point at the monster and kind of guide barry to tell him where to shoot because otherwise yeah, ha- the have, you pl-
1: a- have you played it co-op enough to to do that or have you just been playing single player Oh no, i played co-op the whole way through Okay,
0: so is that tough or it, it can be, especially because the monsters it, the monster moves really s- slow, but when your reticle is on it, it'll like juke to the side really fast, so it'll be really easy to, to lose track of it. and it's also wow. a one hit kill. so if you mess up, it literally breaks your back and then shits on your chest.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow so. <laughs> okay, so, but I mean for every every good thing that it does, the game just really feels like a budget title. Like, the graphics are weak. The script is really... It's almost borderline Resident Evil 1 levels of bad. Um, The monster... There's not a whole lot of monster variety. And if I was buying this game in episodes, I would be really pissed because the last episode is only, like... Is, like, half as long as the rest of them, but it was the same price.
1: Ooh, that's not good. So... Uh, So, would... uh, uh, Do you plan on doing, like, a full write-up of the game?
0: Yeah, I have it pretty much done, except for like another paragraph, that I've been having trouble logging into the site, so I haven't been able to finish it up.
1: Well, um, uh, let's give a little sneak preview. Would you give it a buy or a pass rating?
0: I would give it a buy if you have a friend who will be willing to play through it with you, or if you're a big Resident Evil fan, because the game... It's only $40 for the disc version, and it comes with a bunch of extra DLC. Whereas if you buy all, if you buy the season pass, which is all the episodes, it's $25, but then you would have to buy the extra stuff separately. But the game mm. itself has a lot of content. Like all four episodes took me about nine hours to finish on hard mode. And then the, uh, each or? Oh no, in total.
1: Total. But okay. then there's a
0: lot of different challenges and stuff to unlock better weapons. There's the, um, raid mode, which is like an arcade style mode where they like mercenaries. first uh, yeah. that's
1: all i've heard about it is is how awesome raid mode is yeah so
0: raid mode in of itself like there's probably a good i would say 12 or 15 characters all of which can level up to level 99 and you can customize in different ways level up so yeah you can level up all like crazy all over those monsters and then <laughs> yeah i mean if you are really big into the series and you and raid mode something that you'll spend a lot of time like there's no doubt that it's worth getting because for a budget for a 40 dollar budget title it's full of content but you know, if you're,
1: it's 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 interesting that you call that a budget title. When then games like City Skyline just comes out and it's thirty dollars, and it's nowhere near a budget title. Right? Yeah, I mean, because that's that's it's interesting. I think it's
3: more. I think it's more when like traditional publishers or the AAA publishers are releasing games that are not standard price. They're considered budget title. Like indie titles or smaller titles are. You know, they can be priced wherever, but. Obviously the standard for if I'm buying a game for my console it costs in in your country 59.99 for for most stuff everything everything below that really
0: is considered budget until it oh. drops in price from there I think. Right. And then also in addition like when I say budget title not I don't just mean the price which is significantly cheaper than most games nowadays but also just because comparing it to Resident Evil 6 it's or even comparing <laughs> it to Resident Evil Revelations 1 um It just seems like the budget was significantly smaller because, like I said, the graphics are pretty, especially the character models are pretty weak. The cutscenes get a boost in graphics, but they move at like they try to be extra cinematic, and they they're really choppy.
1: Um, <laughs> Did we on the
0: They game? must have done the cutscenes <laughs> or something. And, and just to top it all off, as a longtime Resident Evil fan who's followed the story and got. Really depressed over how bad they butchered it over the most recent, across the most recent games. They did a good job in this one of tying up or trying to tie this game to a bunch of loose ends from different, uh, different versions of the game. Like they bring up things from Revelations 1, they bring up things from Resident Evil 5, things from Resident Evil 4, but the payoff is so like lackluster that it's almost, it's sad. It kind of picks you up and builds you up to think it's going to be something great and then it just falls flat. So.
1: Oh. Kind of like my third marriage yeah
0: pretty much <laughs> Do you, I don't even were you married them I didn't even know that you were married that often I thought I thought one was never a married
1: movie. he is <laughs> he is I'm trying to steal him from that woman <laughs> and then just aside from uh, Derek, oh, that sorry, that woman. Go ahead. oh just Derek what have you been playing this last week
3: uh it's been a pretty light weave for me um since our last podcast I finished the order 1886 um and really aside from i've been putting i've been trying to put a little bit more time into codename steam i haven't had an opportunity to put a review up yet um i it, it's been getting quite a bit of it like it's getting pretty mediocre reviews um I, it's it's really fun at its core and it has a lot of issues but at its core it's less it's you know it's a it's a fun strategy title and i don't play a lot of strategy games so um i feel like it's fun definitely like you know instantly as soon as i started playing i'm like you know why is this shit missing like like there's no map functionality and and you kind of have to wait while um i I don't know if it's common for for turn-based strategy but you kind of have to wait um for all of the enemies on the map that you're on to take their turns as well except you don't get to actually see them take their turns you're just kind of standing at the perspective of your character and like there's just like a progress bar on how far close it is to being your turn again so it kind of like stuff like that's really boring
1: so if you don't have the other enemies in sight it you're just staring at yourself
3: yeah you can kind of move the camera around yourself but you're just you're literally not doing anything at that point um weird stuff like that it just seems like really strange oversights and the fact that i can't look at an overhead map of you know you know what the map that i'm on looks like or anything like that like you're literally limited to what your characters can see um stuff like that's pretty odd the core games i'm the core game i'm having fun with though so i um I would like to put some more time into it before before you know putting in my written review but uh so i'll probably talk about it next week or so as well but but yeah besides that all i did really was finish the order 1886 which um the the end came quickly like, like <laughs> from where it, it's obviously short but like my third marriage but uh boom, boom, boom. from from where i was from where i was at the last the, the last episode it was like i was like i i don't Think this game could be as short as everyone says, because I like saw how many chapters it was, and I was like, I'm only like halfway through the chapters. And then, but th- I feel like the chapters are substantially longer in the first half of the game than they are in the second half, because then, like, you yeah, I played a few more chapters, and then it was like, bam, 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 over, like, like, like really, really quickly. And it's totally like, you're like, holy shit, that's the ending, like, that, like, just a huge cliffhanger, and, and uh, I don't know. I like, like I said, like I, you know, I'm just echoing what I said last, last, uh, episode, but I do. It, it's, it's a really hard game to talk about because all of the issues are there and present. I still had fun with it. Um, and there were so many moments when I was like, you know, and obviously, you know, graphics are not, a, well, it depends who you talk to, but the graphics and, and production values are not shouldn't be as important as whether or not the game is fun but that is it's one of the most gorgeous games if not the most gorgeous game i've ever played in terms of the graphics and the environments and you know which are very very gorgeous but you cannot literally cannot do anything in um and the audio is incredible and the voice acting is phenomenal and everything like that but but yeah it's it's gameplay wise super generic and super short but i have to say that i would be excited if it did get a sequel and i would hope that the things that they were striving for not necessarily striving for i don't know if that's the right word but promised or or alluded to um that were not present in this game i would hope that it could come come that they could fulfill that for the second but i don't know it's it's worth playing again i bought it and uh I had a week to finish it and then brought it, was able to bring it back to EB. So I played it for nothing and brought it back. And I picked up, you had to, you had to use like the credit that you get like right then and there. So I picked up another year of PlayStation plus and I, uh, got like Lego Marvel superheroes or something as well with the credit I got from, from bringing it back. So
1: cool. Cool. Right on. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I'll go through my stuff real quick. Uh, this last week i've been playing the grand theft auto online heist they're out um they are it was worth the wait it was fucking worth the wait they are so amazing um played it with some friends um on the playstation uh console master race are they um,
3: on the ps4 you're playing it ps4 yeah are they like the heists in the story mode but they're, you're playing them with your friends
1: they are so much better
3: oh, that sounds so
1: cool it is, it is cool like um you you the person who starts the heist has to put the money up front for it um, and you have a bunch of different like planning stages. So they're like the first. You have a tutorial heist, which is two players, and then you have a your first heist, which is four players, and the rest are four players.
3: So if you if you, for instance, only have two pl- two people, are the other players computer controlled, or you get filled with like random people?
1: Uh, you send an invite out to your session, and people can join it. Uh, I see. So it's just like it's just like the normal matchmaking they do for the, the other game types. Um, but what's great is that. Um, when you're doing a mission, like there was one where uh, the first one is all about breaking a guy out of jail, so you have to like go steal a prison bus, you have to steal a plane, you have to do all these different things. Well, one of them, um, you had to get um, uh, a bus schedule, and then you had to get a car um, for for I, I can't remember, I, I don't know why we had to get the car because I was just kind of like going along with it. But um, two two of us went and went and got the bus schedule from the police station, while the other two went and stole the car. And they were two drastically different missions. Uh, me and my, my buddy Dylan had to dress up as cops, go steal a police car, go to the police department, sneak in, get the schedule, leave, and then go to the, uh, the meeting point. Whereas the other two guys we were playing with had to go uh, attack some Korean drug dealers on a boat and go steal their car and then get away from them. Um, and there was, there was a couple of times where the teams would split up while doing everything simultaneously. Like We all drove to this airport Killed some drug dealers, stole their plane, where one guy flew the plane back to the city. Um, we, we left on our own, and we had to protect his escape. So it feeling like a real, like, live, like, real heist, like you would, like, in Ocean's Eleven or, like, Italian Job or whatever those, like, heist movies, it feels really, really good. And there's a lot of content building up to the heist. So there was, I think for the first one, there was five setup missions. Oh, wow. Um, and then you have the actual heist itself um, and there's incentive that if you beat all the heists um, in a row you get an extra million dollar bonus um, if you do it without anybody dying you get an extra 10 million dollar bonus um, so there's incentives to to play that play them over again and then you get extras for like mastering the mission like doing everything correctly in in a certain amount of time what was great about the um, the, uh, the uh, play the tutorial a heist if you can uh, and that'll give you a really good idea of what to expect uh, because We went and scoped out a bank, and then I was given a... Since I was in the passenger seat, I was given a hacking tool, and like I had to teach myself how to hack the bank security while my friend Dylan was driving. Um, And then there was one where we actually got to the bank where I had to drill into a safety deposit box. So I had a little drilling mini game while he was in the lobby, like, keeping the crowd under control. So I I think it's been a long fucking time. It's been over 18 months, but they they play flawlessly. I mean, Grants.Online's been not stable i guess is a nice way to put it and it's definitely they got hit hard when everybody came back for heist but it's they play great um there's a lot of variety um and i can't suggest it enough so if you have gta uh for ps4 or xbox uh i would just fuck the old consoles um (laughs) just get it and 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 start playing the heist because they're a blast um other than that um i've been playing the my little pony mobile game (laughs) a lot this week because i've just not been around my consoles And, um, it's like, uh, all those like tapped, it's like Simpsons tapped out or the family guy game where you build a city and you do jobs and you know, you can pay to go through it, but it's, it's my little pony. So I like it, but it's fun. It's a fun time waster. Um, and I'm getting sucked up into it. Uh, but hopefully what I'm going to play this weekend is battlefield bad company Two Vietnam trying to get a a group of my local dude bros, uh, for a, a good old fashioned land party, um, and play that. Um, so yeah, that's what we that we've been playing last week. Uh let's get into the mission objectives. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. So last uh last two no two weeks ago we asked you which pre two thousand game would you like to see remade with modern tech? Not just an HD remake, but totally remade from the ground up. Uh we got Mike D. Uh he said Duke Nukem. Like a I mean yes, there was Duke Nukem forever, but uh, well, Duke I Nukem
3: does Duke Nukem Forever Count as a pre two thousand game because it, it kind of felt like one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it also started okay. development All right, pre
3: two thousand, and it also started development. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Frank S said, "Doctor Chaos or um M- Milan Secret Mil- Castle." Milan
3: Secret Castle. It was an NES game, I believe, and it was yep. awesome.
1: yeah Yeah. Um. Scott A said the Rambo game from the NES. Uh. Evan B said Chrono Trigger. Drool. Final. Full Final Fantasy quality three D with similar storyline. Don't mind the same storyline. They just don't make stories like they used to. But I don't blame writing quality versus time and budget, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, Mega sixty four put out their uh, their yearly GDC video with Sakaguchi from the guy who invented Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger. Um, and uh, like they talked about, um, just go watch the Sakaguchi uh, video, Sakaguchi's Final Fantasy, and then watch the behind the scenes making of that video. They're 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 great. And they, but they talk they talk about. Um, um his involvement in writing, I think it's poignant. Um uh Stanley W, uh my good old friend Stanley Wong, he's actually been on the Geekscape podcast uh with us. He said, uh Final Fantasy 7 is an obvious answer, but thinking about it, Chrono Trigger would be much cooler to see updated. Uh Graham H said Echo the Dolphin. Uh I don't know how isn't that like that pretty much that endless ocean game that Juan loves?
2: I hate Wouldn't that be it? Me. Yeah. I've I've never played Echo the Dolphin.
1: No, Endless Ocean. Oh, Endless Ocean, that's shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Mike B
1: said Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the NES. No, Mike. Just just no. That game, no. Um, Peters M said Baldur's Gate. I'd be super happy to see it modernized as something like Dragon's Age Inquisition. Obviously, Dragon Age is a sp- spiritual sequel to that series, but I think the lore in Baldur's Gate is much more interesting, plus I'd love to see Boo. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I've never played it, so I don't know. Maybe Peter you can tell me what boo is. Uh Logan H said Chrono Trigger, Rob B P said King's Quest series, Quest for Glory 3. Also holy shit, Lunar the Silver Star for Sega CD and Kiggs Field for Sega CD cuz he was a big Sega CD fan. Chris J said Clock Tower. I'm with you on that. I think that would be amazing. Um uh, Matt M said Morrowind. Uh is that a pre-2000 game? That is a pre- is it?
3: No. Morrowind? No. Yeah. Morrowind was like 2004. Or no, was no, not
0: 2004. <laughs> Wait.
1: Oh, no, it f- wasn't 2004 Oblivion?
0: Yeah. No, Morrowind came out on Xbox in the early 2000s, but I'm not sure about the uh, PC release.
1: Mm. All right, let's see. Morrowind. All right, let's see. I'll show see Morrowind. See, this is how the show works live. 2002. 2002. So um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. You're, you're no longer allowed to be on the show. No, no, no I'm just kidding. Um, Carlos L. said Gex. Uh, I agree with that. I loved uh, Gex too. Robert M. said Superman 64. No. Uh, Seth <laughs> uh, Seth, I. said Act Razor with a full orchestral soundtrack and seamless integration of world building and action. One of the best SNES games, bar none. I'm going to go look. I've never heard of that. Has anybody played Act Razor? Yeah, yeah. you
2: p- play as a god.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like uh, black and white?
2: Um, no. Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> Raymond, Raymond R. said uh, he seconds Chrono Trigger, Mario V uh said Dino Crisis, uh SARS A, said Brigadine, I don't, I don't recognize that. Jason C said Tenchu, I would love to see him updated Tenchu. Yes, again. yeah, definitely. That'd, that'd was the awesome. last
3: was the last one that crappy one on the Wii. Yes. Game. Oh god, yeah. that name was hilarious.
1: Reyes. Yeah. <laughs> was oh, what, what I've never played it. What was so I mean it was just it?
0: it was just really lackluster gameplay-wise, but the voice acting was really campy bad and there was this one thing where if an enemy knew you were in the area but didn't, but like didn't actually see you, they would cycle through the same two or three lines. So it led to them constantly going, "I won't hurt you. I'm going to kill you." <laughs> and it was just mm. so ridiculous.
1: I won't just doing those yeah, two over and over, and over sometimes again.
0: sometimes two two of those in a row. Sometimes no, no, it was just it was. That's hilarious.
1: Mm. Uh, Ray S said uh, this game came out in 2005, but Advent Rising. Um, I would agree with him. That game, eh. Yeah, uh, Jared Z said Breath of Fire 2. Oh my God, it's so good. Andrew S said Legend Legend, legend of Dragoon. Uh, Andrew M said Harvest Moon. I know there were sequels, but after 64, they lost his spirit, I feel. Jonathan C said Double Dragons and Battletoads. Uh, Giancarlo DL. That's a, that's a mouthful. The long-awaited Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. Uh, and then he put a little emote. And then Spyro the Dragon. And then Joan K said Monkey Island. Those are all great responses, guys. We'd love to hear more. Uh, our question of the week now, in honor, honor, I guess honor, um, in yeah, fuck it, in honor of Nintendo teaming up with um, uh, Dina for mobile markets. What Nintendo game would you like to see put on a mobile platform? And whoever speaks first can go. Pokemon. That's it. That's it. That's it. You want to uh, keep the same gameplay or change just,
3: it up? I don't know. Release. Well, they said the new experiences only, so just release a new one. Uh, you know what? Like, what if I? I just. It would be crazy to see. Well, how much how much freaking money would that make them? Like, cause uh, you know, I'm thinking
1: this 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 Pokemon game that uh the the this, the one that's on that the one Pokemon was talking Shuffle. about? I can't remember the name for. Yeah, Shuffle. Th- I mean, th- that that's got to have a mobile release. It oh, just some, something to.
3: like that. I'm sh- something similar to that. I'm sure will make it over to to the smartphones, but like. I just well, and I I would imagine that they'll have a mixture of yes, these games are free to play, but they'll also have premium.
1: oh my god, idea idea. idea
3: let me finish. Idea, they'll also okay. have they'll also have premium experiences, and can you imagine how much money Nintendo would make if like because there's what uh, I I can't remember what is it seventy million or something like. I, or 700 million ios devices out there like yeah. that's that's ios alone not counting android or the other ones uh but um can you imagine like if they released a brand new pokemon rpg with of course like like wireless internet enabled multiplayer or game center support or whatever and you know they're charging 20 or 30 dollars for it and it's a full-fledged experience like they'd make so much money because the market is so much larger than it is for 3d than, than it is people that own 3ds's
1: yeah, um, uh, great idea. Take Pokemon, mash it up with Ingress, and then mash it up with that 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 old scanners game. You guys, remember I was scanners? just I was
3: just thinking, like literally when I finished saying that, I was like, what if they had like something where you took pictures of something or scanned barcodes, and that you know that enabled you to do stuff? Like, because yeah, scanners. N- Nintendo, was scanners, we're just
1: dishing out ideas. We're scanners just giving was the you one ideas. where
3: you you scanned. It was kind of like a crappy Monster Rancher thing where you scanned barcodes yeah. and it gave you gave you monsters, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, we're giving you ideas left and right, Nintendo. Fucking pay us. Pay us now. Uh, okay, uh, John, uh, John, John, Josh and Juan, uh, what, <laughs> um, what would you want to say? I would Whoa, say Josh two,
0: would makes two John. real quick. Uh, first one would be Mock Rider, just because Nintendo hasn't done anything with it in so long. So since mobile games have so many great, like, really high-quality racing games that use the phone's, like, gyroscopic sensors to steer... I feel like that would be a great opportunity to revive that series, especially because nobody outside of someone who grew up with a Nintendo or found the trophy in Smash Brothers Melee knows what that is even. So I feel like that would <laughs> yeah. be a good one. Yeah. Another one, and not because it would be particularly good on mobile, but just because it would be an excuse to bring it out again. But if they could bring out another custom robo and released it on oh, released yeah. it on phones, and then that way...
1: Where you could where, scan barcodes, yeah, you could and, scan get barcodes and
0: get parts. There you, you go. Can,
3: I missed I, I missed out on custom Robo, but it looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's a
0: really well yeah. made. Uh, it's a really well made game that's just full of so many different parts and customization options, which I feel like would be perfect for mobile games. Because if they really wanted to go the route of microtransactions, you can pay money to be able to unlock in-game currency to be able to get the higher end weapons faster, or you can you know get them on your own by playing against people online or through some kind of a tournament or single player mode. So I feel like it would have a lot of potential. Yeah. I just don't know how well it would control.
1: Mm. Yeah, they'd have to to change the the input, make it. Yeah, I, I don't. That's mm, interesting. Okay, Juan, What do you? What would you like to see mm. on mobile? From I would Nintendo? like to
2: see a missile command clone, but it's Duck Hunt, where the dog is in the bottom center of the screen, and he's trying to prevent all the ducks from landing <laughs> on him. Like they're come, they're like kamikaze <laughs> pilots, just gonna head him on straight on. So he just has the zapper gun, and he's Trying to shoot all the ducks, and you it would, since it's a smartphone, you know, just touch the ducks, but it won't be just one or two; it'd be a shitload to get to the point where you can't you can't keep up.
1: <laughs> that would be fun to see. That'd be fun to see. Um, all right, so and then um, the respect for time. I'm going to go through real quick. I was uh, love to see an advanced yeah. wars game on uh, on it. It, it would um, uh, the turn. Why didn't trend, I think of that? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's all that this a free American air I've been breathing. <laughs> um, <laughs> And my and my and my thirteen dollar amebo's, uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think turn turn based strategy translates well to it. They could implement some sort of freemium thing where you have so many turns, or you can spend real money or you know in game currency to get new units or whatever, and then have mini games to earn it, just like you know all these other freemium games we've been talking about. I think that'd be really really fun to see. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was it. Uh, Geekscape Games Level 22. Uh, thanks for coming and listening, everybody. Uh, please, 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 please give us a rating on iTunes. Share with your friends. It all really helps us. Um, you can find all of us at geekscape.net. You can find us on Twitter, Geekscape Games. My Twitter is at Shane O'Hare.
0: I'm at D. Cranerveld. I'm at Enu Joshua.
2: I'm at The King of Mars.
0: All right, and guys, we quick, will see you. Oh, oh, sorry, ah! what? One more thing, I just found out that a store near me has Bloodborne, so I might try to pick it up. And if I do, you could also find me on Twitch at that name, and I'll do my best to stream it. Since oh. a lot of people want to know what that game's all about. So
1: I don't even know what it is. What is it? The next. I'll look the it up. Only- I'll look it up after the show. I Yeah, we've
0: talked about it
3: many
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if it's not hatred, I'm not interested. All right, we'll see. You, we'll see you guys back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.